What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hi guys, Vince DiCola here. I'm here with my new best friends on the show, $2 Late Fee, which I love the title. It just took me forever to learn it. And I just want to give a shout out to all my fans. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies, and even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah, this is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. For those wondering, this is training montage from Rocky IV, written by Vince Wow, that was great. Thanks. All right, everybody. That music can only mean one thing. It's time for another top five best of. What do we call them? Well, top five. Smorgasbords? Smorgasbords. We did a a gift bag extravaganza for the the uh, martial arts. It was the gift bag extravaganza. The gift bag extravaganza. Christmas, it was just, these are Christmas movies we like. Top five. If we call them gift bag extravaganzas, that's good for branding. And I think even though it doesn't make sense because we meant grab bag. You said grab bag. I was like, oh yeah, it should be grab bag. Yeah. Then we just call it gift bag. Gift bag is a little more um, nicer, sweeter. When you're at the Academy Awards as a presenter and you get a gift bag, you want it to be something awesome, and this is this is that. Yeah, if someone gave you the choice between a gift bag and a grab bag, which one would you choose? Probably the gift bag because you know, like, there's going to be. Well, I don't know because then, like, swag, you know, swag a, bag, like a swag bag is not a gift bag, and I think we should make that distinction right now. When you get a bag full of like pencils and erasers and uh, uh, self, cell phone holders, I could use a pencil sharpener. Because I guess people give me pencils, and I'm like, well, what am I going to do with sharpener? I don't have a sharpener. I actually yeah. carry with me, almost at all times, an electric sharpener. As a kindergarten teacher, right? Yes. That's, that's probably part of your your pack that they designate. Like, you're a kindergarten teacher now. You need to get your emergency pack going, right? And it's got, like, <laughs> snack packs, applesauce, uh, elect- electronic pencil sharpeners. It's got um, graham crackers. Right. It's got goldfish. It's got... A cheese stick. Okay, a lot of foods. A lot of foods. <laughs> and a pencil sharpener. And a pencil sharpener. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. <laughs> well, here's the thing about pencil sharpeners, not to deviate from our topic, because this is what we do. <laughs> we haven't even pencil established sharpeners the topic. suck. They suck. Like the li- oh, they do. Because you got to turn it gently, and it always ends up shaving too much off or breaking the lead. Pencil sh- electric sharpeners, the way to go. 
But in this case, I hate the word swag. I think it's kind of lame and I would never use it. But what I would use is gift bag. And today's five movie list is our winningest, sportiest, sport anthem soundtrack movie list. That is way too much information to put into one little thing. But for the context of this episode, we are discussing our top five favorite sport movies with killer soundtracks. Correct? Very well done. Yes, yes. I think you you got it all in there. Because at first we were like, oh, let's do our favorite sport movies. And then I was like, well, yeah, but then there are movies I like that don't have the best soundtracks. And then there's like True. movies that are that I don't like that I really do like their soundtracks. And then there's movies that I like the soundtracks and the movies. So we're trying to really just focus kind of on the soundtracks, but also maybe they happen to also be good movies. Which is tricky because you've got to not only like the movie, but you've also equally got to like the soundtrack. Yes. Which is, like you said, doesn't always connect. Yes. And per our rules, we're keeping it in the 80s slash early 90s. Dipping like, dipping into the early 90s. Like we do on our episodes like we do. of $2. We do. Like, we do. Yes. We dip. We dip. <laughs> I dip. You dip. Um, and Zach, why are, we, why are we doing this episode today? We are specifically doing this episode because we had the honor, privilege, to interview music composer Vince DiCola, who composed quite possibly the the greatest sports movie soundtrack of all time, the Rocky IV soundtrack. Absolutely. And he sat down with us for well over an hour. He could have kept on going. His manager, Peter, was like, no, you can keep going. We kept yeah. saying, "Is is are we good on time? And he kept saying, no, let's just keep going, keep going. Vince joined us for well over an hour to talk about how he got started in the music industry. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, if you look him up, just the soundtrack alone yeah. to Rocky would immediately identify him as a 80s icon, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think so. So when people think of sports movies, they uh, a lot of people will go immediately. They'll go, Rocky. Just like, you know. Always. Right, Rocky. That is the quintessential sport Now, Rocky had uh, one composer for the first three movies, and that was Bill Conti. And Bill Conti, for those of you that don't know, has done so many films that are sports related Karate Kid um, Chariots of Fire and then obviously the Rocky movies A-list A-list film composer yes and something happened around Rocky for some sort of disagreement Mm -hmm. with Stallone we don't fully know I think Vince actually talked a little bit about that he does touch on that we'll let him touch on it yeah (laughs) but we do know that when Rocky 4 came around they were looking for something a little different. Sly was like, man, I want something that really pops. And it was more like this, probably. I don't want to hate it. Train's really hitting it tonight. <laughs> uh, Sly Stone loves the band Train, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, I forgot about fun that. Fun fact, I do not. And fun fact, I do. Zach loves Train and the lead singer, Nick. Pat Monahan. Pat Monahan Tell me. Course. Did yeah. you fall from a shooting star? So that's one of the few things we don't we don't agree on at all. We don't talk about Train, do um, we? But Sly Stallone loves Train and um, was at a concert and... This was, is gonna be was, a drive-by. He was very moved. <laughs> uh, anyway, when Rocky IV, when it was time to compose Rocky IV, he wanted a new sound. And what followed, or what came about, I should say, was is arguably the best Rocky soundtrack of them all. It is um, top to bottom, jam bottom to top, fucking packed, baby. It it's is got you know. I mean, obviously the song that you were humming, whether we use that or not. But let's say we use it. Um, training ding, ding. montage, training montage, <laughs> war. Um, 
obviously the 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 single the single songs on the soundtrack hearts on fire by john cafferty and arguably one of the best soundtrack singing guys ever yes yes uh, sincerely he is the voice of eddie and eddie and the cruisers the singing yep. voice yep john cafferty and the beaver brown band um vince decola had a had a very big hand in hearts on fire composing that but, one but, way street going in the wrong direction <laughs> by go west which my which my son Bodie will sing. He'll be coming down the stairs, getting ready to go to school, and be like, "Dad, one way street going in a mission." Yeah. Like that's awesome, dude. You're like, forget school, we're going to rock. And then getting ready for school on around Valentine's Day, singing in the burning hot, just about to burst with a quest for answers and a quench of the thirst. A quench of the thirst. Yep. So good. I was like, those two songs are so good, there's no way they can both be on the same soundtrack, doom, right? Doom. Like, no, nope. no way they're both on Rocky Four. Yes, they are both on and Rocky And that's Survivor. Um, Survivor. Who also did... Um, who, who, Survivor, of course, did the pinnacle Rocky song, Eye of the Tiger, which any everybody knows in the world, so we don't even need to sing that, but... Well, what's, uh, what's interesting to me about that fun fact of Eye of the Tiger being Survivor song, it's also on the Rocky IV soundtrack, which is interesting to me because I always associate it with Rocky III, right? Yeah, because I'm just like, it can't, you know, could Rocky IV be this good? Yes, it's this good. I would say Rocky IV would be my number one on a sports movie list. It's, and that, yeah. you know, It's not going to be because, you know. I would not then just put it on the list. We're talking about it now. So so if it wasn't our number one, if this was like, mm. it's off the list, just like we left off Karate Kid off our top five martial art movie list because it, we just felt it was in a separate category. Rocky Four is in a separate category of itself. It's, it, yeah. it's just a standalone, awesome soundtrack. What would be our other top five sport soundtrack movies? Yeah, you know what's interesting is that when you when we discussed North Shore and you were talking about it as a sports movie, and I was like, I don't know that it is. And then I th- then I started comparing it to Karate Kid and and that kind of thing. I do feel like yes, like there a strong argument can be made like it is indeed a sports movie. There are a lot of folks that are like, North Shore is like their sports movie. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a surfing competition or whatever. I will give that its due, but I still feel like it's more about, at its heart, it's more about a boy meets girl romance. Not, not to talk about North Shore again, but I just wanted to clarify. No, but, and well, it's important that you bring up North Shore because I specifically left that one off the list and Karate Kid off the list because one, we already talked about North Shore and I thought, okay, in our universe of like trying to be as specific as possible to selecting movies that we haven't discussed before. Right? That's that's a great thought. I mean, I was I'm I'm a little torn about Karate Kid because like I love that soundtrack. It's it is I really do love it, you know, and like I would put it in my top five. Yeah. I think Karate Kid's great. Yeah, and I and I think going back to Rocky Four, yeah, you've got Survivor, Burning Heart, John Cafferty, Hearts on Fire. Uh, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, Vince DiCola, War, and all in training montage, obviously. Go West, personal favorite. Robert Tepper's There's No Easy Way Out. And another, like, there's there's no good home. Right? Yep. Then you've got Sweetest Victory. Do, 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 do. That's a good one, too. Yep. Um, yep. But then you've got, like, you know, Gladys Knight and Kenny Loggins, who arguably are, um, you know, amazing musicians in their own right. 
but it's not a song that I would be like, oh, I can't wait to put on Double or Nothing by Gladys Knight and Kenny Loggs. Yeah. And the song Living in America by James Brown, it's a fun song, but it's not like an anthem song. And so, no, I would never put it on. Just no. for fun. Yeah, so, so in a way, like sport movie songs to me, these are the songs you put on when you're working out. These are the songs you put on when you are trying to get amped up for yeah, something. These yeah. are the songs that right. I would put on my headphones and my cassette player right. when I was playing video games because I didn't want to listen to do 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 do. I wanted to listen to you know. There's no right. easy way out. When, you, when you're going after King Koopa, you're like, yeah, come on, f you, buddy, or oh, it's on fire. Contra. Come on, come on, you yeah. can do this. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was yeah. playing Contra uh, two days ago. Actually. Contra is arguably the best video game of all time. <laughs> is that your favorite? I well, when I think about just Nintendo games, yeah, Contra's badass. It's badass. And if it didn't have that that code for the for the free lives, it'd be very hard. Do you know what it is? Uh, the code? Yeah. Yeah. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start for two player. And just start if you're playing alone. Um, yeah. It also worked on Life Force. Contra and Life Force. Um, Life Force? Yeah. There's a game also from Konami. No relation to the movie. Welcome to the video game top five. Uh, to, no, no relation to the movie. No, no relation, but you guys should. Podcasting After Dark should do a spinoff about the video game. Well, you know, the, this, this connects, though, with uh, a guy who. He seems to be into video games himself, but uh, DJ A, DJ Derek, right? Yep. On Instagram, uh, he made these three compilations that we talk about all the time, the Blood Brother mixes, who we shouted out with our on our interview with Vince DiCola. Uh, and he has taken all of our most favorite songs from quite possibly our top five yeah. movies. And he crafted them into these 45-minute yep. mixes it's perfect workout mix. And for the past seven years now, yep. you and I both, and this is kind of one of the reasons we bonded was discussing these mixes, uh, really like for me, reminded me why I love m- movie and music blending together yeah. so well. Yeah. Totally. And, 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 and kind of reignited the love that I have with, 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 uh, with these songs. Yep. yep. As a kid, I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, oh, I can't listen to this anymore. Oh, I'm not allowed to, um, you know, I got to listen to whatever's popular, top 40. And so I would kind of mask this stuff and shove it under the under the bed, so to speak. And as I got older, I'm like, who cares? Dig what you love and love what you dig. And, and, and the fact that, you know, I put this on now and this is all I listen to. These songs are all outside of my Yacht Rock mix. So that's that's so funny. I remember uh, you just reminded me of a story. I had uh, you know I was on the basketball team in high school. At one point after game, I was driving some some of the dudes home uh, to their various houses, and the, uh, one of the guys was like, "Hey, let's, let's, let's put on some music." And I had made this I had made a mixtape, but for some reason I don't remember what what else was on it. But for whatever reason, like this, the timing was perfect. There was this Dan Fogelberg song that I had. <laughs> that I had played it was like this it was this ballad but it wasn't like one of his well-known one it's like this really obscure Dan Fogelberg song and and it's like baby how could I have been so like comes on oh no I was like, no no guy there's a guy you don't want to listen to that <laughs> oh, uh, that's no. the research uh, musical research um and I think I think it, it it played off fine and and this is not a song that I would probably listen to now I you know it's just it was just a strange and this is not I probably would have been less don't hide it if you I do, would have been you. no I would have been less embarrassed if it was like sports, cool 80s sports, 
music. But at that time, I didn't even really know how to get a lot of those songs, you know, Me other too. than like playing, getting, you know, because even the soundtracks, as we've discussed, they don't have the songs that you like on the soundtracks. Yep. So, um, but anyway, just being like, oh, yeah, guys. Like, so what? I like that Dan Fogelberg song. Did you admit that? It, it happened so fast. The moment was so fast. Like, he put, he was like, let's listen to music, push the thing on. And I was like, oh, and I like immediately, you know, uh, popped out the cassette. I was like, you don't want to, uh, we don't hear that. Anyway. Let's you turn know, on the radio. Let's get some hip hop going, guys. Dude, I, I totally relate <laughs> to that because, yeah, and in, in how embarrassed you are. Like, oh, this isn't a song that, that my friends would want to listen to. Yeah. So I'm not going to listen to it right now. But right. Like, who Where, cares, whereas man? now I'd be like, yeah, come on, let's rock out some Fogelberg. Some Dan Fogelberg. Does he, is he the guy who does, uh, and I really want to see you tonight. I'm not talking about the linens or limits no, or whatever it is. I don't think so. I think Dan, Dan Fogelberg was like, had like leader of the band about his, you know, about his father who died. Like it was just like really sentimental music. Kind of like mom, a Gordon Lightfoot My mom loves day. Fogelberg. That's why. So it was like always being, being played. You brought up a really good point in the sense that these songs did not exist on soundtracks at that time for whatever reason. But now yeah. in 2020... <clears throat> Or maybe you're listening to this in the future. You can take, you can find these songs pretty much anywhere, right, and right. you can rip them off. You, uh, I don't know if you're allowed to don't do this. Ri- don't rip them off. I mean, you can listen to them on YouTube. Um, and so, you know, in 2020, these are the movies and soundtracks that we love today. We may not have loved them as much back then, and because they weren't available. Yeah. But now we have these songs, and we go, oh right. yeah, this song is from that movie. This song right. is from that movie. So I cannot wait. To hear outside of Rocky Four, because we'll save all that juicy stuff for our interview with yeah. Vince DiCola. Uh, I cannot wait to hear your top five sports movie soundtracks of all the times. Quick aside. Please. Do you realize how many of these movies Kenny Loggins was involved in? <laughs> yes, it's, dude. It's unfucking believable. I, I know. Like, I, I know. You just, you know, it's like, true. you just brought up Kenny Loggins before. You're like, Kenny Loggins, I'm right. Like, how was he involved in every movie's soundtrack from like 1982 to like 1989. Every, yeah. Like every movie soundtrack. Yeah. He's just like, oh, of course Kenny Loggins is yeah. there. The fact well, that he's on the Rocky IV soundtrack with this duet, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like we got to get Kenny Loggins on the show. Yeah, he's a, he, I, I, I didn't realize he's such a, I, I guess, no, I didn't realize it until now that he's such a hit maker. Um, I was, I was, have, I always knew he was a hit maker, but he's in well, every yeah, movie. I always knew he was a hit maker, but I didn't realize <laughs> that he, that he crossed so many kind of genres in a way. Yes. You know, and he's been around for a really long time. Like we're going back to like early seventies when he was with, uh, Loggins and Messina. Yes. It seems like if you were doing a soundtrack in the eighties, the first call you would make is to Kenny Loggins, Kenny Loggins. or yep. something, or like yep. he just had some, some deal. I don't know. I want to know what's going on. Because how does Kenny Loggins, and some songs he would write for the movies, and some songs were, you know, they were just licensed, but like, how, how? And you know, the funny thing is, back in the day, people were like, oh, Kenny Loggins, so cheesy. It's He, you can find cheesy songs with every artist. This guy had a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. And then he made like a kid's record, Welcome to Pooh Corner, which apparently is a really great record too, but I never listened to it. Winnie the Pooh doesn't know what to do. I love that song. <laughs> you do. You know game. who does too? Carney Wilson. Really? Yeah. Carney and I uh, bonded over the fact that we were at a parent potluck thing and, and uh, I sat down with her and because I was a huge yeah. fan of Wilson Phillips and yeah. and she starts talking to me about 
uh, we were sharing stories about music and she yeah. loves yacht rock music. Yeah. And I go, well, who's your favorite though? And she goes, oh, Kenny Loggins, hands down. Right. Kenny Loggins is my all time yeah. favorite. And she talked, talked about the, yeah. the Winnie the Pooh song. And I, cause I was talking about Stephen Bishop. Wait, and, so you don't know that song? Oh, I know it now. Oh, okay. But okay. I, at the time okay. I didn't, okay. you know, cause I was like, oh, I don't have kids okay. yet. And, right. Cause I feel like you would just like listen to that and just cry. In a comfortably way. Yeah. I, it's I, so, you know, it's so sweet. Comfortably cry is the name of yeah. our next album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I cannot yeah. wait to hear your list. Yeah. Cause I have a feeling some of ours might cross over. And just to clarify too, if one movie does cross over with you, yeah. I will have a backup. Okay. Well, I hope I can do this whole whole shaboodle some justice well we need some we need some like anthem music to kick into this like right you know even if it's like wow this is what happens when you listen to the same songs over that was great i'm not gonna even play any of the songs on this episode i'm just gonna use you and loop you throughout Whenever we need a little, I might have to go when I was teaching that song yeah. to kids when I taught School of Rock. You taught Eye of the Tiger to kids, I, yeah. We did wow. Eye of the Tiger with my band, yeah. And, um, and with but, your School of Rock band, with my School of Rock band yeah. with the kids, yeah. And so, but I have no musical training background, so when I'm explaining, you know, rhythms and beats yeah. and all this stuff, and I'm sure people who are trained with music would be able to explain it a lot better. I'd be like, okay, and this part where it goes, ticket, 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 And they're like, yeah, yeah. Because explaining that to a six-year-old is way easier than, well, you got to hit the A mark and then whatever. Right. You need your bass and your treble and your ta, ta, ta. All right, let's get the metronome going. Like, okay. I have noticed a lot of tempo increasing when I go to find certain songs that, you know, oh. like a, oh, it's a random song. It's in my head. I think it's from that movie. Um, this happened to me recently. Cause I was thinking about that song. Well, maybe a little pop quiz for you, randomly. Um, back to school. Yes. You know, the theme song from back to school. Yeah. yeah who does that song? Um, I'm forgetting who it is. Cause I know Michael Bolton's on that soundtrack. Uh, it's Wait. not Michael Bolton. Everybody's crazy. But it's like uh, it's a great song, by the way. Everybody's crazy. Yeah, by Mike, yes. by Michael Bolton. Right, you love Michael Bolton. Yeah, this I this I know. He, yeah, he, he called him crazy. one of the one true rockers. Yeah. Sorry, we're really delaying from starting a list, but okay. I was looking for like you know, come on, baby, let's take me back to school. Oh yeah, and, and I found like, a, like I found like a sped up version, and I was like, hmm. Is it a like, special? Jude Cole is his name. Yeah, well, you never know that. <clears throat> yeah. No one would ever know no. that. No. no offense to the guy, because the song no is offense, great. No offense, Jude Cole. So, I'm no sure offense. you were one of Zach's parents at school, <laughs> but sorry. Anyway. This one seems right paced, but anyway. I, I'm going to have to add that to the list. Oh, dude, this song is so good. <laughs> why, do, why, why I don't have... See, this is why we have such a great relationship, because you'll bring up a song, and then I'll be like... Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Anyway. And he's in the studio. <laughs> get lucky. Yeah, dude. yeah. Get lucky. And the video is hilarious. Yeah. Why is he this? Yeah, why is he? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Back to school. Yeah, dude. Anyway. 
We might have to add that to our playlist when we do a live show. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this, this song this song is one of those songs where it's like, I don't love Back to School as a movie. I think it's fine. It's fine. And, you know, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. But that song will come in my head randomly. And I'll insert some um, random lyrics or something. Like, come on, babe, let's get some chicken wings. <laughs> you know, and like, <laughs> Dude. yeah. And then I'm just like, yeah. That's what I do that's, all the time. Yeah. It's so weird, but that, that yeah. I, anyway, that's a cold. that's a great like that video by the way the guy for those of you listening um and you are because whatever right, you're in the car you're gonna pull over <laughs> check out that video he looks a little like cory hart mixed with greg kin he looks like one of the sons from like a sitcom that's what yeah, I, yeah yeah who's greg kin greg kin yeah i lost on jeopardy Baby. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's his yes. biggest hit, <laughs> but he's got a lot of other great songs. He was a DJ in the in the Bay Area in San Jose. Okay. Um, okay. But anyways, okay. Greg Kinn. Greg Kinn, baby. But Jude wow. Cole, yeah, bringing it back. Just like, um, uh, ooh, gotta take a hard way. Yeah. Anyways. Let's just, let's, yeah. let's we're, we're, we will do, <laughs> l- trust me, everything we talk about on this podcast it will come out in some way, shape, or form on a future episode. So if you hear us like have these five second random bursts of like, oh, you remember that song? It's we're gonna hit it eventually. It's so fucking bananas. And that's why we love yeah. soundtracks as much as we love the movies. Yeah. We do. We know a shit ton of like random info about yeah. these soundtracks. I was just talking to a fan the other day and he <laughs> was like he's like, you know, you guys find these just random tidbits of knowledge that uh I don't think are important. And then I listen to it and I go, Yeah, actually that was very important. That just yeah. added value yeah. to my life. Yeah. So I hope this episode adds value to your life in these random minutes leading up to our top so five too. maybe we don't even get to the top five <laughs> 30 minutes in we're, well you always uh, you know and to be yeah. fair and it's we, my fault we talk about like you you typically start out the top five do you want to start at the top five do you want to start it oh yeah start it? i'll start off I'll start okay off. so um, that's coming in at number five the hot one hot wings the hot the hot wings you know what i'm a little so i told you before that i was kind of like messing around with my list i was kind of reorganizing it yeah um i my number five, I just added recently, and I don't actually have some of the uh, the, the clear <laughs> b- background with it. But I'll just tell you what it is, um, and I can help uh, and we you can go from the there because it might be on your on your yeah. on your top five too. Okay, uh, in 1987, there was a movie that was called Over the Top. Oh. It starred Sylvester Stallone as an arm wrestler. And when his hat was forward, he was like a normal guy. But when his hat was backwards, it was go time, baby. Lincoln Hawk, (laughs) truck driver, kind of a bad dad, turned good dad. Yeah. Arm wrestling champion. This movie was one of the last, one of the last canon films ever. Um, That's right. That's right. That's right. And so this movie... um, uh, so I mentioned Kenny Loggins before. This is like one of those movies too where I, or one of those situations where I realized like Sylvester Stallone is in like every movie and also has like an amazing soundtrack to yeah. every Sylvester Stallone movie. So it goes beyond the Rocky thing. Obviously Vince DiCola also did Staying Alive, which which he'll talk about. Yep. Far From Over, arguably one of the best songs in the world. This is the end. But that's not a sports movie. That's not a sports movie. But so over the top... One of the the most well known songs happens to be by our buddy Kenny Loggins oh. uh, with "Meet Me Halfway." Meet me halfway. 
and it's one of those songs where I feel like you wouldn't even remember that it was from this particular movie. You'd be like, oh, that's from the movie, I think. But you're like, oh, the arm wrestling movie with Sylvester Stallone? Oh, no. Um, Meet Me Halfway is a good song. I think it's great. <laughs> it's, it's as, as, as Bodie would say, it's not good, Daddy. It's, it's great. great. It is. It's a great song. Yep. Um, you've also got Winner Takes It All by Sammy Hagar, which is like fine. Well, it, it's the it's the over the top song. Winner it, takes um, it all, loser takes the fall. Yes. Yep. Um, it's fine. It's like it's like the branding, you know. It's Sammy Hagar. Yep. It's like yeah, of course, it's a rockin' song. It's a Blood Brother song. Um, is it? Yeah, yep. for sure. Okay, yep. so you know, then you've got some others. Um, well, I mean, do you, uh, like you've got the song uh, in this country by Robin Zander. Mm-hmm. From Cheap Trick fame. That's the song that opens up the movie. It's got a great opening. And that that was yeah. one song that I could not find anywhere for the longest time. And now you can just go on YouTubes and... Uh, and listen to it on YouTubes. And get it. Um, it it's got... It, it, and, and again, well, it's got... Take it higher. I might say... I don't want to say rip off. <laughs> I don't want to... <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> but... This is this is this to me like epitomizes, right? Like an '80s rockin' sports movie because you've got like, you know, you got a little synthesizer in there, you got a little, little electric guitar. Um, yeah, that's Larry Green. Take it higher. But um, look, I mean, look at the list. It's got Asia, Frank Stallone. Hello. Yep. Uh, Frank Stallone doing Bad Night. Not a good song. Eddie Money. Eddie Money also. Yeah, Eddie Money. I think does a ballad on it. Uh, now and then it's got. Kind of like the Italian Vince DiCola, Giorgio Moroder. Yes, yes. And I hope I'm saying that correctly. But he Probably has his song on there, uh, and it's not a. It's it's called the fight. Uh huh. And and it's 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 another pulse pounding kind of. Yes. Synthesizer. Yep. Big time. Yes, and like you know, I enjoy Over the Top um, as a movie, and, and, and mostly because like the nostalgia of it. You know, uh, it's one I have not seen in a while. Maybe we, oh, could, we could watch it. Again. I would love to again. I'd um, love to watch that with you. But but uh, you know, it, it it did not rate well. It's not like a movie that people particularly are like, yeah. But <laughs> but I think folks who grew up who are our age, or you know, there is a place. A special place in, in the hearts. I it, it holds a very special place in my heart. Do you know why? Um, you got you got married to uh, this. Um, <laughs> Walk down the meet me halfway, <laughs> and you guys met halfway in the dun, aisle, dun, right? Because yeah. you're like, we don't want to do a traditional. And we were you floating. Ate, you ate <laughs> across the sky. <laughs> no, I met the uh, I met the the main antagonist, uh, the arm wrestler. Oh uh, yes, there's like a there's like a. a the photo of you? Yeah, I actually uh, the oh the God. local one of the local video stores, oh God, uh, Wolf Camera really and Video, ass. had a uh, had a VHS release party, and he in Cupertino, that California. Is so awesome! And he signed autographs, and I've got a photo on my Instagram of of, of him and I arm right. wrestling. And you're very young. I was like ten years old, twelve. Well, this came out in '87, so I'm sure it came out on VHS around '88. So maybe I was twelve at the time. And the sweetest guy. 
like, you know, super intimidating looking. The the poster of Over the Top, it's the two of them arm wrestling. That's it, so good. It's funny because Over the Top was on my top five as well. And his name is Rick Zumwalt? Rick, big Rick Zumwalt. Big, yeah. Yeah. Love and Bull, super plays. cool dude. When I moved to California, when I was uh, in like 84 <coughs> and my dad was still in Michigan, I didn't see my dad. I saw yeah. my dad twice a year then it became once a year for like like a month you know or a yeah, few yeah. weeks anyways I always had this connection of like oh I really want to be by my dad and so there's this movie over the top and he's got an estranged son that yeah. he's trying to reconnect with right. and I always totally totally related to Stallone's character just wanting to connect with his kid and the kid was a dick but he was a, but it wasn't his fault. Like he was a dick because he was a military kid. Justifiable. Yeah, yeah. and he was told all these stories yeah. about his dad yeah. that weren't true. Right. Uh, or if they were, his dad's trying to make up for it. Right. I think the movie's fine. It's a fun eighties action yeah, yeah. sports well, movie. I mean Dude, you're number yeah. five. What a hit, hitting it out of the park. Oh, you're very kind. I had Late edition, <laughs> thinking about Kenny Loggins. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We jumping into this? Meaning yours? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to... I mean, it's been 40 minutes in. I don't know how much... We're, I don't know. We're jumping in at this point. We're really... Well, my number five... two minutes in and we're like jumping in? Yeah, what, what sure. A, what a great number five, by the way, starting off the uh, right out the park. But my number five is the 1986 ice hockey movie, Young Blood. Oh, Rob Lowe. Starring Rob Lowe, Cynthia That's Gibb, That's great. and Patrick Swayze. And Rob Lowe is a young hockey stud who it, it's a hockey movie. It's it's a hockey movie, you know, and and, and it deals with uh, life on the road as a hockey player. Uh, Rob Lowe is a is a young up and coming hockey stud, seventeen year old farm boy, yep. and um, and he goes to Canada to make it as a hockey pro, and he falls in love with the daughter of the main coach of the team and bonds with his good buddy. Patrick Swayze, who becomes, you know, he's his teammate and partner. Um, it's again, it, it's got some shortcomings, but it's a it's a fun hockey movie, yeah, uh, fun sports movie, and the soundtrack is, in my opinion, uh, known for just a f- like a few specific yeah. songs, uh, and two of which I listen to on the red. Oh, I love it. One of them is by the band Autograph. Okay. And if you don't know who Autograph is, for those of you that have ever seen Hot Tub Time Machine, uh, they've got the song, Turn up the radio. Yes. Give me the music. Give me some more. Wow. And uh, they have a song in this called, Winning. Winning is everything. Okay. And <laughs> the song is hilarious because... I'll be playing that song and Bodie will walk around singing, saying, winning, winning, winning is everything. And my wife, Kristen, will be like, no, winning is not everything. <laughs> and I go, French, it's a song. Come on. What's the big deal? It's, it's just a song. And Bodie's like, yeah, winning is everything. I'm like, well, technically it's not. Right. And then. As if, as if he'll be subconsciously programmed <laughs> to believe that if he's, whatever he's involved in, if he doesn't win. Yeah, you have to be the best. Right. Daddy, you told me that song and it wins everything. <laughs> Yeah, but this this song oh is, uh, God, th- so but I'm so used to hearing it the way my five-year-old sings it because he jumbles it oh up and he goes, Eddie, mommy, poo, poo. And I'm like, Eddie, mommy, poo, poo. That's yeah. not the, okay. Well, sure. Let's go for it. Does Eddie, mommy, it probably doesn't digest as well as other things. So you, <laughs> like, is, is that something that he would 
ha- have experienced? He eats edamame like sometimes. Like he pooed and he was like, oh, I don't remember eating edamame. Is it like corn? Where he doesn't? I guess so. Yeah, well, but that song's it's, great. It's kind of gross. Uh, and it's got a mix of like, it's got Diana Ross and it's got Jefferson Starship. Is It's got Kix Brooks, who is my, my favorite funny name to say. <laughs> So Jefferson Starship, for those of you that don't know, used to be Jefferson Airplane. You know, when the truth is calm, then they became Jefferson. That was Jefferson. perfect, perfect, by the way. Thanks, perfect. I appreciate that. Then they became Jefferson Starship in a little, you know, when they, we built this city, city, city. Yep. Right. And that's what they're known for in the 80s. But Mickey Thomas got a great voice. And he's well, got they're this. they're kind of known for nothing's going to st- well, I mean, I mean, movie soundtrack. Yeah. But wait, it was Jefferson Airplane. There was Jeff. There was there was Starship. Starship. Well, there, there, was, there was Jefferson, Jefferson Starship, Starship, then Jefferson, Starship. There was Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, then Starship. Yeah. Yes. That's really fucking confusing. Yes. Yes. Um, but then confuse everybody in the fucking world with our band names. But let's be honest, Mickey yeah. Thomas. When when you hear songs, you're like, oh, that's the guy. That's the sound of Jefferson. That, yes. That's the sound yes. of Starship. So he has a song called "Stand in the Fire." It's not Grace. It's not Grace Slick. Great. I mean, Grace Slick is amazing. But Mickey Thomas's voice, to me, for me personally, yeah. epitomizes their sound. Yeah. And of the of the 80s. And his song, Stand in the... Stand in the fire, roll on the wire. Let's check this it's out. It's a great yeah. song. And it's got this... So this is one of those songs that on the Blood Brothers mix, he sped up the tempo. And it's got this... Oh, it's a great song. And then you listen to the original version and it's... It's a little bit slower tempo, which is fine. But if you want that like complete version, listen to the Blood Brothers. You want that Mickey complete sound, man? Like that pulse pounding. Yeah, Yeah, stand in the fire. Because stand in the fire should be like, oh, it's hot. The coals are hot. That song to me is one of the greatest sport movie songs of all the times. That's my number four, Youngblood. That's really good. Um, the thing about <laughs> Youngblood that was, yeah, I always found it upsetting that, you know, like, I wasn't really a hockey fan growing up, but I couldn't understand, like, how it was all about, like, this just fucking thug guy is, like, all over him. Yeah. You know, he's, like, a great, talented hockey player, yeah. and this thug dude is just, like, oh, sorry, like, he's just, like, you know, I, I kicked your friend's ass, now I'm going to kick your ass, and you're, like... You're like, well, you gotta fucking kick his ass. And you're like, why is that even part of hockey? Like, yeah, unfortunately, doing... there is a thuggish aspect to hockey that 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 like uh, networks tried to promote because they thought it would get more ratings. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have fight time, you know? Right, but so but the movie ends with him like he has to just like duke it out with this. What's the guy's name in the movie? Like the yeah, is, um, it, is it? It's not. Uh, it's Racky. Yeah, Racky. Fucking Racky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's unfortunately that is an <laughs> aspect of the movie that is like, man, why yeah. why is it gonna be about fighting? But I get that because it's. It's like, well, like uh, David and Goliath. Yeah, you know? well, that's also what, like, hockey, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that element, and he has to overcome it, but it's just like, I, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, man, like, Rob Lowe's so pretty, though. Like, why does he got to, like... And he is pretty in this, yeah. and so is Patrick Swayze. And uh, and and Ed Lauder, who plays the da- uh, the coach and the father of Cynthia Gibb, who's also very pretty. Uh, Ed Lauder yeah. played yeah. a dad of another pretty actress in Real Genius. Oh, yes. Right? That's my funny. daughter. That's really funny. Have you ever seen a body like this in your life? That's oh, my yeah. daughter. Oh, well, like, I, guess, I guess you have. Yes, you have. <laughs> what a great line. Um, 
Rob Lowe, by the way, is now 55 years old and looks fairly similar to the way he did when he was in Youngblood. Clean in living. Clean living, yo, I think. He looks he looks good. Fast legs and slow fists. <laughs> <laughs> it says Rob Lowe has fast legs and slow fists. Well, that's that's, the, that's the, the, tri- the the the, the kind of, the, what do you call it? The, um, the synopsis? Synopsis of yeah. Youngblood. He has fast legs, slow fists, but is chosen. A 17-year-old farm boy is offered a nice hockey tryout. His brother drives him to Canada. He has fast legs, slow fists, but is chosen. What? So weird. Will he learn to use his fists and play ice hockey the Canuck way? (laughs) Right. Here in Canada, we got a fucking fight. So weird. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, sorry. Uh, Right. So my number four. Yes, please. Uh, I I may have sort of broken our unwritten rule here. Uh Uh-oh. But I'm taking it back to where we began. And I'm going back to 1986 with American Anthem. Oh, I was going to include that, but I didn't. Um, just because we didn't, did. we didn't really, I mean, we sort of touched upon some stuff, but we yeah. didn't fully grasp the um, the beauty of this soundtrack as a whole. Yeah. And um, we focused on Two Hearts by John Parr, because it's obviously, it's the anthem of American Anthem. Yep. But we did not talk about um, all of the other great songs. We sort of were like, oh yeah, NXS and whatever. Um well, the In Excess song is—it's it, in the trailer to the uh, to the soundtrack or to the movie, and we played that trailer in in the episode in our first episode of Two Dollar Late Fee, and um, it's a great song. It's and they even talk about how great the soundtrack is in the trailer. They do right. Alan Silvestri is fucking awesome. Uh, of course, is known for uh, I mean, Back to the Future, which is like arguably my favorite yeah. soundtrack in the history of the world. Um, Forrest Gump, The Avengers, Polar Express, uh, more of the recent stuff. He's he, prolific as shit. Um, <laughs> right. And then and then in excess. It does have a great soundtrack. And, and I think that's a connection that a lot of these sport movies do share is they may not be uh, Oscar caliber, which I think is ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, they may not be the greatest movie of all mankind, but they all have fantastic soundtracks that kind of up up their... Um, up their respect level a little bit. Yes, Andy Taylor's "Take It Easy." It was a. It's very, very sexy video. Oh yeah. Um, yes. Take it easy on yourself. Take it easy. There ain't no one else. Don't give me reasons, and I won't ask for nothing. Yeah, it is so. a. And Andy Taylor is. Uh, people think of. Simon Laban from Duran Duran is being the, the heart being and soul. The, he's being the guy. Yeah, but Andy Taylor, he should be heralded as well as like a driving force for Duran Duran, Power Station, his own uh, per- solo stuff. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Anyway. Mr. Mr. Run to her. When we break it down and we say, okay songs that we worked out to or whatever like yeah like two hearts is on there man like these these, two these yeah these are songs where if i was going to wanted to get in, inspired i would i would put them on i wanted a little extra oomph in the workout <laughs> do you shorten it though the sh- the cuz the, the original version i think we talked about this in the no, first yeah, episode no it's seven and seven. a half minutes or whatever yeah no i don't no i don't shorten it okay Let's go with, go through cuz cuz if you think about it it's a perfect it's a perfect um warm up god if you're so on good. the elliptical yeah. you know and you're going to go a little hard yeah. and then the 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 acoustic guitar comes in at the end. And you're like, all right, I'm going. Slow. I'm gonna cool down. I'm gonna cool down. It's got that sax. I'm gonna cool down. 
Yeah. That's oh, yeah. trumpet, but whatever. I can't do a sax now. <laughs> I can't do that Well, sound. you think you just got to work on it. Because <laughs> that was a really good trumpet. I'm going to try. <laughs> I got that from Eric Roberts, by the way. The best, well, best of the best. So How to play trumpet? Yeah. You got air trumpet from Eric Roberts? Yep. You have to tell him that. I will tell him that. That's the greatest compliment a man can give another man. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Dave yeah. Coulier, I learned how to play yeah. guitar because of you. Air guitar. Air guitar? <laughs> or sound guitar. Anyways, Eric I, Roberts. I, I learned uh, cut it out. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> of course uh, you did. That's it. <laughs> so that's your number four, American Anthem. Number four, American Anthem. I like, I like, I like a lot. Um, <laughs> my number four is the 1985 bicycling film, American Flyers. Dude. Restless feeling Dude. coming up from inside. Push it. Push it over the top. Let's, Let's go. go, American Flyers. It's, uh, it's my number three. Oh, my number three. sorry, dude. It's it would have been my number three too, but it's so fucking good. It is. Yeah. It it really is. It really is. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's the story about these two brothers. Uh, one of which is a world champion bicyclist, played by Kevin Costner, and his younger brother, who's kind of like a slacker, and you get you don't understand why. Um, but then as the movie unfolds, he realized that the older brother is dying, um, has a condition and, and the younger brother, uh, he really wants to race with his younger brother and have these, have this moment before he dies basically. And so they do, they go on this, they, they go on this race called the hell of the West yep. and it's got a great antagonist, uh, in this guy named Luca Bercovici. And he plays Muzzin. And if you don't know who Luca Bercovici is, the guy was in a ton. He played villains in a bunch of movies. Uh, every movie. Every yeah, every movie he was a villain. Every movie that he was in in the eighties, for the most part, was a, he was a villain. Um, but in this one, he's not. A, he's not a typical villain. He's just a very competitive dick. Yeah. Uh, Radon Chong is in it. Alexandra Paul from. Baywatch, Baywatch fame. Yep. Um, and, this, and Jennifer Grey is in it. She's got a small little role. But, uh, and then the, and so Kevin Costner plays Marcus Summers. David Grant plays uh, David <laughs> Summers <laughs> and his brother. And that, that's, that's the, the gist of the movie. But the soundtrack has, it's actually not a complete soundtrack. And I don't think they ever released it on vinyl or cassette right, or anything right but in and for me it's personally known for one specific song and without this having this not having the song in my life i would not feel complete wow yeah so yeah. it is it is that great of a yeah. song it's you know it's got like zz top it's got chris isaac it's got john fogarty those are kind of the typical like um they're they're played uh like subtly in scenes and not a big deal but the main song right. is american flyers by Glenn Shurrock and it's pronounced Shurrock uh, sorry because he's Australian and that's how they pronounce it there really uh, yes wow look Shurik. at you Shurik. dropping the knowledge um, but sorry please continue no no I just this song uh, just that intro that dun, 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 you know. yeah it's um, what do you love about this movie making your number three well I it, it really is that song and that song um that song was one of those those songs where I saw the movie and then like the um, what do you call it like when, when a song gets implanted in your brain 
ear candy, earworm, earworm or, yeah, or something like that. Yep. And I was and I was earwormed for about twenty years until I finally tracked it down because it was a it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. Of like, how am I gonna find this song? Yeah. And and also, have you ever done that thing? I mean, I think we still do it now, where it's like because the song wasn't planted in your brain, but you couldn't quite remember what the words were. So I had I had created an entirely different story with the song. Okay. Um, uh, where I had lyrics in my head for like 20 years, like no joke. It was just like, you know, it was like a race against steel, an American wheel. And I was like, and then I finally heard the song. I'm like, oh, that I just made that up. Restless feeling yeah. coming and then, up from and inside. Then it's like, yeah. Yep. Um, Facing danger. Glenn Shurick, um, Shurick, yeah, is an Australian uh, rock legend and most well known for the Little River Band. Get the hell out. Holy shit. Founding member shit. of the Little River Band. So that was cool to, to, to Wow. Um, I love the Little River Band. Time yeah. for cool change. And that's your boy, Glenn. Oh, my God. Mind <laughs> blown. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think it's a... It, it's a I mean, it's a great movie, dude. It is a great. It's a it's really hard movie. movie. It is, and it, it's got a great. Uh, there's a lot of tension. A lot of bloody ears, ear, ear blood in the ears, disgusting. Man, well, it's Kevin. It was one of Kevin Costner's earlier films, yeah. and he he's so good in it. It, it just yeah. it, it shows you why he became as popular as he became. It's kind of like when I when I pose the question, like, is Nicolas Cage a good actor? Yeah. You know, a lot of people can say that about Kevin Costner, too. Although yeah. Kevin Costner has done so many much. I mean, his body work is just so good. Yeah. Um, and this movie is no exception. It's it's a really, it's a it's a fun movie. Now, granted, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but. Well, you know, it's. Soundtrack. It, you know, it, it, I would link it into movies like, um, you know, breaking away and the natural in the sense that it's like this sweet, it's like yeah. this drama, this uplifting drama. Yeah. Those movies would personally did not factor into my list because they had more uh, orchestral uh, soundtrack based soundtracks. Yes, 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 yes. And that's the reason why. But like right. in American Flyers, I had to put it on there. It would have been uh, higher up on my list. Um, and in, I guess it is now because some of your movies you've already said are on, on my list on the yeah, top five right, as well. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it, and it's really worth checking out. It's not one of those movies where you go, Oh my gosh, this is cheesy. It's not a cheesy movie by any yeah. means. Like it, it holds up today. You can watch it again and people will be like, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, American flyers, my number four. Okay. American flyers also my number three. So we get that out of the way. <laughs> Well, my number th- are we jumped really? Okay. Well, I mean, I can talk about something else. Um, yeah. Well, I, I would say that you you actually just brought up the natural, um, oh. which is so well known for that for that score. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, it's used all the time. It's used everywhere. Yeah. Um, notably, Randy Newman composed that. Randy Newman did I that? Love LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about sound, yeah. yeah. Hey, friends, you got a friend in me. You got yeah, a friend in me. So that's the most interesting tidbit of, of that. Uh, and I don't mention. My dog is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's like, what are you doing? These idiots stealing making weird noises. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Randy Dude. Newman, you got a friend in me. Wow, okay. Shit. That's amazing. Shit, man. 
Uh, th- th- are we jumping into my number three then? Go on ahead. Jump on in. Okay. So my number three uh, would have been over the top. Oh, oh, I see. But it's, you were good at you were good at not revealing. Yeah, it was going to be number three, but then I had, okay, well, I'm going to slip this one in under the radar. Uh, It's a 1992 boxing movie, underground boxing movie, um, movie. starring Cuba Gooding Jr. and James Marshall, and it's called Gladiator. Oh, wow. And and it's it's a sports movie because it, it centers around the world of boxing. Uh, albeit underground boxing. It also stars as the main villain. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It also stars as the main villain, and which is really weird because they, if you go on IMDb, they 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 list this as like order of appearance kind of thing, which is really lame. Um, order of appearance. Yeah, which is so weird. Uh, Brian Dennehy, Brian Dennehy of. Oh gosh! If you of if you don't know movie. yeah if you don't know who Brian Dennehy is then obviously you don't listen you shouldn't be listening to our podcast yeah well listen to it and you will get some knowledge but Brian Dennehy plays the main villain imagine if we were like elitist like that then you stop listening right now you don't know Brian Dennehy <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, James Marshall who was in um, uh, Twin Peaks the show Twin Peaks that was his other big claim yes thing. he plays this kid named Tommy Riley moves into uh, a new city. Uh, New, moves to Chicago with his dad and he's very chill like un, st- tries to stay under the radar uh, and and gets picked on at school he's getting bullied at school he meets this girl who is who ends up becoming his girlfriend and she's super sweet it's a really like especially in 92 when I was really hoping that I had a girlfriend that I really liked I'm like oh, man <laughs> Someday that Jackie Lee is going to listen to these episodes and yeah. she's going to be like, you're an asshole. She's be like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but, you know, I really wanted a, a sweet girlfriend like he had in the movie. And then his best buddy is Cuba Gooding Jr., who is, uh, they're both high school kids. And they get, it, uh, James Tommy gets introduced to the world of underground boxing, which Cuba Gooding is a part of. And th- the story unfolds from there. I don't want to give too much away because... I still think this movie's really good. I, I I I know I've seen this, but I don't have any memory at all of it. It came out. It was kind of, came out. Came and went. I saw it opening day in the theater because um, I love boxing movies. I love. It was fighting directed movies. by Roddy Har- Harrington. Yep. Who directed Roadhouse? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Exactly. And uh, and and it came out around the time that. Like Digstown came around out around the same oh. time, and Digstown's a fun boxing Digstown movie. Digstown is a good movie. It sucks now because James Woods fucking sucks ass so hard yeah. that I can't even like like James Woods movies. And I like James like Digstown is good. Yeah, you know what I say about uh, James Woods? I always say it's like Chuck Norris. I say old old James Woods, eighties James Woods, not eighties yeah. early nineties James. I mean Woods. James Woods is like attacking uh, AOC, and you know he's just. Yeah, he's, he he's actively going after people on Twitter. It's like Frank Stallone. Like, I can't talk about Frank Stallone as a person. I no. just talk about his, yeah. his you know, songs. But yeah, in Digstown, actually Digstown has a terrible soundtrack. And I think that's what makes that movie That's uh, yeah. It, it, I remember nothing about the soundtrack. Yeah. It's terrible yeah. in my opinion. Uh but it's got Bruce Dern in it and it's got a great angle where Louis Louis Gossett yeah. Jr. has to fight all night. Yeah, it's don't a, kind of con man. Right? Don't kind that's of con so man. Good. But Gladiator uh, kind of culminates with Tommy having to face some insurmountable odds to uh, really save the day 
and overcome major adversity. Cuba Goody Jr. is it, it sh- this is one of his first movies. Uh, it's before he did Boys in the Hood, or right around the same time, actually. And it shows off how great of an actor he is slash was. You haven't um, mentioned much about the music yet. What do you? But I'm gonna get okay. So okay, getting <laughs> to the soundtrack. Sorry, getting to the soundtrack. Oh, I'm curious. This so the the fun. opening song see, to the I, movie. I just glanced down. I was like, PM Dawn. You want, like, whoa. Getting so this is quintessential '90s in my opinion. Getting to the opening of the movie, you hear this. Ding 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 ding. So you fall, come me free from the be wow what's, what's rubber foo so uh <laughs> seals killer solitary brother tell me wow. if I to live wow. that's a great song which is one of my favorite 90s songs of all the times and oh my God. and then following up that with um third bass which is my favorite hip-hop group of all time mc search they do a song called gladiator it's a hip-hop song um wow. and then yeah you've got you've got um Lisa Lisa doing a song called Welcome to the Real Life, but it's written by Cheryl Crow. Fun fact. That's kind of how oh. she got her start. Huh. Uh, and then you've got Laney, Janie Lane uh, of Warrant fame while doing the song called The Power. That was like the big music video song they had at the time. Cheap Trick is on the soundtrack. Uh, Rico Suave's in the movie uh, and this is one of those mo- things where no. it had more songs in the movie than it did on the soundtrack uh-huh. and then why didn't these wind up of course uh, oh yeah Warrant did we will Ro- a cover of We Will Rock You it's not good in fact I might say it's one of the worst rock covers ever however oh my god I'm not including that the, the song Killer by Seal is what sets this out for me and then um, Pride in the name of love, a U2 song, but it's done by CNC Music Factory. Okay. And so it's kind of like this Damn. cool, like, you know, the 90s were all about re- starting to do, learn, figure out remixes and turning things up on their head. It's very experimental for its time. CNC Music Factory, I think, is an underrated. They're, they're known for one song. They were they had a whole lot more than that. Yeah. And that song to me is, is uh, it's a great song. So, so, Killer by Seal and uh, Pride in the Name of Love by CNC Music Factory and Third Base because I love Third Base make this movie one and of my top And We Will Rock You performed by Warren. That's, yeah. Yeah, but do not listen to that. Wow. That Just is, skip next. That is, yeah. Like you don't, you don't cover that song. There are some there's, sort of, like right, movies you don't remake and you don't cover. There's, there's just no point. Yeah. No, especially if you're just going to do the same thing. It was like when... Um, Lenny Kravitz did American Woman by oh, yeah. you know cover, covered that song and you're like you're doing the same version right. you're not doing a different version right because if, if there's a if there's a song that you don't like and then somebody does a ver- like a cover of it and it's better you're like okay yeah yeah, yeah. I never even thought about yeah. that but then um, like Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three Dog Night it's originally by Randy Newman right oh my god right yeah so. I even feel that way when I watch like The Masked Singer and stuff where I'm like, oh God, they're doing this piece of shit. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that was an interesting take though. Yeah. Uh, which is a funny comparison. But like, you know, just nice, even even something nice like that. Uh, watch The Masked Singer on uh, Wednesdays on Fox. Um, <laughs> uh, my wife produces that. That's why I'm doing that. What the hell was I saying? Oh yeah, but if somebody does like a song that's um, really great and then you hear a cover and it's just like 
you 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 gave no, you did nothing different. No, you did nothing different. You did nothing. Why? Why? I will say, why? if you listen to Train's version of uh, Ramble On, it's really oh good. God. It's really good. I'm not gonna lie. The the that's what got I'd me. I prefer in the train. if you lied. I'm, lie <laughs> to me. I'm telling you. So Ramble On, I'll do you that. I'll do you that service. I'll check it out. If you listen to the live there. version of of Ramble On by Train, it's really good. Ramble On by Train live, live version. version. Yep. Writing a note right now. Live version. Ignore Be- fact you hate Train <laughs> because Pat Monahan's got some pipes. And I, that- <laughs> and I want to clarify too that I feel like Train's music is good, and then they just have some of the worst fucking lyrics you've ever heard. You know, talking about a, a soy latte and Tybo. <laughs> Tybo isn't a isn't a rock song like. There's no reason for it, and I, you know, and, and also like, what a, what a what better way to date your music than to just like list contemporary shit that's happening at that time? I will I will agree with you that they have some like, terrible if I'm lyrics. Like just listening to like TiVo and D, you know, like just technology doesn't even exist anymore. It's just like that kind of a thing. They have a song called Eggplant and Cat Eggplant and Caviar no. for you, and that's not one of Bodie's favorites. No. I can guarantee it. But Train. Yeah. Technically, as a musician, as musicians, the original train, because what they are now is nothing like who they were. Nobody cares. It's fine. Very talented. So anyways. So Gladiator being my number three. (laughs) That was good. So, um, okay. So my number two, if I was going to be straight up truthful, I would put Karate Kid as my number two. Yeah. Um, We sort of already talked about it, but let's just go over the songs. I would too. Um, Best around. You're the best. So uh, Joe Esposito, yes, most well-known song from anyone who grew up in the '80s. Um, yeah, maybe we just talk about it real quickly because I fucking think it's pretty kick-ass. Well, you're you're the best around is uh, probably one of the most. I called it the best around, and then I called it you're the best, but I didn't combine <laughs> you're the best around. It's probably one of the most memorable sports anthem songs um, that seems to be gaining in popularity, right? From from in the past, I'd say five six years because of Cobra Kai sure. coming back. Sure. Um, the moment of truth, which is in the trailer to Karate Kid. It's the moment of truth. You're over the line. Yeah. This um, is the play by Survivor. Survivor again, right? So we're bringing back Survivor. Yeah. Wait, also, um, oh, this is just saying it's called "You're the Best." You're the best. You're the best. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's got young hearts. Yeah, I mean, No Shelter is a great song, dude. Like that—that's a song that you could cover today. Talking about covering songs, you could cover that song today. People wouldn't know it was an '80s song. They'd be like, "Whoa, that's a really good song." Absolutely. And then, um, uh, sort of an unsung hero of the soundtrack is "Feel the Night" by Baxter Robertson. Can you feel the night coming on strong? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a fun song. When they're when they're dating, the date montage. Yep. You know, where he's like excitedly you know, playing the fucking air hockey or whatever. It's got some kind of some cheese ball ballads on there too. Do it all with you. Like I, there is some, a lot of earnest singing yes. as uh, my wife Aaron and I like to call it, like where it's just like a guy like who's just like, there's no sense of humor. It's just like, oh, with you, oh, with you. You're like, wow, you're earnestly singing. And I, and I have a soft spot for earnest singing. I do too. Yeah. Talking um, about a cool night. That's Paul yeah, Davis, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. But because he, so, he's got a song in there called "It Takes, it takes two, two to Tango." To tango. And "Bebop um, on the Beach" is a terrible song. Yeah, "Bop Bop on the Bop Bop on the Beach." I don't even know what that is. "Bop Bop." Sorry, "Bop Jan Bop and, on the Jan Beach." Jan and Dean the flirts. And the flirts. 
Uh, oh, yeah. it's Dean Martin. But the song yeah. is actually not on the soundtrack. Uh, Cruel Summer by... Oh, right. Banana Rama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the song's yeah. terrible. Ugh, ugh. Shut up! Just like yeah. d- d- don't even that that, that was probably some guy who grew up in the fifties who's like, ooh, the kids are gonna love this song. Yeah. That was something that definitely Karate Kid um, did not embrace. Thank God that love of the fifties. You know, it was more yes. straight. The spell, and that song takes you out of it. It's not a good song. Uh, Jan and Dean were an American rock duo, duo consisting of William Jamberry and Dean Ormsby Torrance in the early 1960s. They were pioneers of the California sound uh, and the vocal surf music styles popularized by the Beach Boys. I get it. I get that sound, and I'm not dissing that sound. I don't. I, surf I'm not a, City. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Fucking Surf City. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that style of music. No. But no shelter, mm, yeah. have no shelter. Um. But yes, when Danielson is driving his bike to that first day of school, maybe Cruel Summer's playing. Yep. Or, or it is. Yeah, yeah. And Let then your baby Browns. No shelter was when he's getting chased by. Uh, yes. Oh God! And then then Young Hearts. It's got that. By commuter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I would have included that as well in my number two, but I left it off because. No, right. And and rightfully so. Rightfully so. I just, we talked about it, but we didn't talk about it. It's good to talk about, though, because it's a memorable, it's one of the most memorable sports soundtracks of all the times. But I think we, in some weird roundabout way, explained why we left it off the list. But, yeah, right. You know? uh, so I want to talk about that. I also would probably, my number two um, would genuinely be a, um, a, a movie that is very score heavy and in fact uh, was Oscar nominated and that is Hoosiers from 1986. Um, not, not a whole lot I want to say here. It's Jerry Goldsmith who um, also did another amazing epic sports score in Rudy from 1993. Yep. Um, it's just really good. It makes me feel good. Hoosiers is one of my favorite movies, basketball movies for sure. Um, and it's a score that's just really punctuated by like, uh, you know, you feel the highs and lows of, of the, the, the team's rise, the improbable run of this Indiana team. Um, I can respect. I'm that. not even going to explain. I don't need. Yeah, and we don't need to explain what Cry Kids about, and we don't need to explain what Hoosiers is about because I feel like, but Gene Hackman's in it, and it's a great movie. Gene Hackman is one of those guys to me that I would not go to a movie because he was in it. Like I wouldn't yeah. say, "Oh, the new Gene Hackman movie's coming out," <coughs> but if he ended up being in the movie, I'd say this yeah. is probably going to be a good movie because Gene Hackman's in it. Does yeah, that some make sense? of my favorite Gene Hackman th- movies are actually when he's like, uh, just like he's an evil son of a bitch, like just an evil son of a. You're like, oh man, Gene Hackman, that was understood. Like Runaway Jury, if you've seen that. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he's a fucking fuck. But you know, like, <laughs> like, but you know, these are real people that exist, you know, in the world. You're like, oh yeah. You don't talk. People don't talk about Gene Hackman all that much when you when you talk about like a list great actors i haven't heard like a lot of gene hackman stories no. but i don't know if it's because i'm just not around people that have those or whatever but you're right you don't yeah. you know you never hear like i was at a party and gene hackman came up to me and said like he grew up on a farm and he used to 
milk the cows, and then uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, <laughs> you just don't hear any story. You know, Bill Murray, you hear stories a lot. He showed up at a party, did something cool. Or you know. Dustin Hoffman, or yes, you know, yes, like, everybody's got those. Yeah, but Gene Hackman kind of goes under the radar. And Hoosiers, yeah. Hoosiers is a sports movie that. You, most sports, most people who enjoy sports movies, that's always in their like top five, yeah, typically. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Dennis Hopper's in it. He's got a great role yep. in that. I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I've seen it. I don't dislike it. I'm just more just it's like a little slow. Yeah, at times. I, yeah. I, and I think that's okay. It's very quiet. Um, it is very quiet. It's quiet town. Yeah. It's quiet Indiana town. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's very it's very subtle in its way. There's a movie called Pastime. From the '90s, um, I was I've recommended to every parent who has a kid that it, it likes baseball because it's definitely an inspirational yeah. love of baseball movie. It stars William Russ, who if you don't know who he, who he is, he's kind of a character actor, um, and it's about a washed up baseball player in, in like the 1960s, and uh, who who was in the bigs for a cup of coffee, as he says, and it's one of those quiet films. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, you feel good. Yeah. You don't go home and go, oh my gosh, I want to talk about this movie all the time. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Hoosiers reminds me of that in that same way. Cool. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. And great soundtrack, Slow. but you know, mellow. Yep. Yep. Other, you know, when the, when the score kicks in, you're like, okay. Yeah, yep. Feeling good. Number two? Um, that was, yeah, that was it. Do you have any more to say? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Because, uh. Yep. My number two, and I think I, I think I frame this as like, where are these are all the movies that make me want to get up every morning? Yeah. And my number two. Wait, it's got to be. I'm like, it's got to be martial arts. We haven't had, we haven't covered any martial arts at all. We haven't, and and when we get to little honorable mentions, I'll probably have another one. But yep. <clears throat> perfect, perfect weapon. Yeah, yeah, by uh, snap. <laughs> I've got the power. <laughs> Featuring, I've got the power by snap. Um, no, I'm gonna go with the 1988 action biography drama as according to imdb uh we've mentioned it before on our martial arts episode it's not no retreat no surrender but that may come into the fold in a moment uh blood sport nice and the reason why for me and this was you were the one that brought up blood sport in the martial arts episode um this song has kumite yeah that is the that is it's big uh that's the big song from this movie uh it's got a can you sing a little of that? <laughs> my body's strong, my heart's on fire. Gonna push it over the wire. Then it's got a. There's a line in the song. There's actually a line in the song that says, um, "Perfect timing, tight as a drum." And I would always go, "Perfect hiney, tight as a drum." And I'm like, actually, that kind of fits too. Perfect hiney would be tight as a drum. It totally. <laughs> the final totally. battle's already won. Um. Sorry, I yeah. I totally blew out the mic on that one. But uh, Stan Bush, yep. Stan Bush is, yep. you know, if we're talking about Vince DiCola being one of the greatest sports composers of all time for movies, uh, Stan Bush might be the greatest '80s voice for '80s action drama sports movies of all time. Uh, he has, yep. yeah, fight, it's called Fight to Survive. I call it Kumite. Fight to survive because the chorus is like Kumite, Kumite, yep. and that song alone <laughs> automatically puts this film in the, the upper echelons for me. It's also got a great ballad on my own. On my own, on my own. Not in the day. 
as uh, Van Damme is on the bus uh, thinking about his friend Jackson who just got his ass kicked by Bolo Young's yep. character um, and 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 as he's on the bus he he's, he's sees the um, reflection of uh, Bolo Young Chong Lee looking at him yeah. all psycho and he's like whoa what's going on here uh, I'm from San Francisco you know the fi- like, I'm Frank Dukes from San Francisco <laughs> yeah Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, the movie is a loosely based on fact of this guy Frank Dukes and we talked about it in our martial arts yep. episode who uh, enters the that, underground you should promote that but go listen to our martial arts episode please do please you do you learn a lot about these yeah we talk a little more in detail about that it, but but in in, in uh, specifically to the soundtrack it is the quintessential 80s yeah. uh, martial arts training like building up to this final fight Kumite battle yep. soundtrack and it's got yep. a great soundtrack another canon movie um you know I, your I, thoughts I, well I was just gonna say that w- during our martial arts episode uh, it sort of we presented this to me at least I was like blood sport and kickboxer are like the same kind of a thing the same kind of a movie but they're not in my opinion but they're not but what's even interesting here yeah it's the same composer Paul Herzog of yes. Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Yes. And Kickboxer is also primarily Stan Bush songs. Yes, you're right. So in a way, I was going to ask you, what made this movie stand out above Kickboxer? We said, never surrender. I mean, that's a great song. Never surrender. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the, you have a heart of a hero. Never yeah. surrender. Uh, it For me, yeah. the reason why I chose this as a sports movie and it works as a hybrid martial arts movie is because it's a tournament. There's a tournament. So I qualify just in the same way is for me, a sports movie has to have a championship component to it. Like you're building up to this final thing. Um, Kickboxer was an underground fight, but spit more about the fight than the actual sport of kick of martial arts. So yeah, that's why. And so, yeah, for me, blood sport is my number two. It's my number two. That infamous scene in Kickboxer where he's being trained, and he's in the bar, and he, um, that you know his coach is getting his kiss oh, coach, where yeah. he's getting getting him drunk, dancing, and he's like, feels so good. It's like one of the worst songs he's playing. Like, <laughs> it's terrible. But that yeah. that that uh, GIF of Van Damme dancing yeah. is quite dancing, possibly one of the greatest GIFs of all the times. Saxophone, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> cool, man. Before we get to number one, yeah. I'm thinking we should do a couple honorable mentions in between. That. Sure. I feel like I kind of threw a bunch in okay. as I was talking and. And when we shared the same uh, American flyers, I, I think I may have may have thrown all. Did you throw all yours out? Yeah, I threw everything out. Wow, really? Wow. Okay, okay, because I'm going to throw out a couple or three. I'm going to throw out three that could have made the list for me. And I'll just briefly, if you have any thoughts on them. Yeah. Um, the first one is the 1986 film Thrashin' and yep. uh, starring Josh Brolin and. Um, if there's a website called uh, Phantom Cardboard and, or a, a company called Phantom Cardboard that makes like mock-ups of sports cards for movies, they make a series of sports cards for the for this movie and a few others as well. Really, really badass. Uh, if, if you don't know Phantom Cardboard, check them out on Instagram. They're, they're really cool. They do another one for um, Side Out, which is another great... Side Out is great. I knew, I knew very little about Side Out's... Um soundtrack 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. And that's why I didn't include yeah. it in this list. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact that it had um, a, a Rome, if you want to, by the B-52s. Okay. Yeah. Which, which is kind of here nor there. But Thrashen's got a great, uh, th- their one song. It is called Staring Down the Demons. You gotta stare no. down yeah. the demons. But it's it's a cool, Thrashen's a cool uh, 80s sports movie. Uh, Rad, Rad, in the same year, 1986, Rad, starring... Uh, Bart Connor as Crew Jones. That's got a great soundtrack as well. Thunder in Your Heart. Oh, is, yeah. You know, Thunder in Your Heart and you by John Farren. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a great song and great soundtrack. Yep. And then the last, oh, and Send Me an Angel by um, Real Life. Well, that's funny. I we should. I want to look more, look more about, I want to look more about um, Send Me an Angel because I think Send Me an Angel... I'm also remembering as being part of Teen Wolf 2's soundtrack. Yes. Um, has it been on any other? Uh, That's a good question. Soundtracks. I love that song. That's a great. I mean, it's, a, it's certainly a standout song. Um, I feel like it. I feel like it has been in something else. I just don't know off the top yeah. of my head. And if we can't think of it off the top yeah. of our heads, then it probably wasn't. Yeah, no. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. then my final but honorable. I would mention, mention Teen Wolf 2. Then. As a sports movie, <laughs> he's he's boxing. Yeah, oh yeah, and he's then you boxing. could do Teen Wolf One because there's basketball. basketball. Gotta win yeah. in the end. Yeah, yeah that's on. Uh, that could work, but those. But for me, I would not. That would not make my top five. No. But my last final top five is or, or honorable mention is the nineteen and again nineteen eighty six. Mm-hmm. No retreat, mm-hmm. no surrender, which we mentioned in our martial arts episode. But uh, oh my gosh, the song. Nobody told you you could make the truth alone. I mean, what a what a funny masterpiece. It, 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 it's no a retreat. mess. Yeah. The movie is a mess, and yeah. I, I didn't put it in my top five because of the fact a that masterpiece. It, it's a oh, master. A, Ooh. a masterpiece. Did we just quote a word? You just did. A and masterpiece is a credit. movie that's a total mess. That is amazing. Dude. What? Wow. You heard it yeah. here first, folks. Hopefully you hear a it here first. Yeah. A masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's amazing. I love that. It is, I, yeah. I might say that's the, one of the best 80s masterpieces. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and, and I won't explain the film. Listen to our martial arts episode for that explanation. Yeah, just go watch it, yeah. whatever. But the... Uh, Montages. But the no uh, no retreat, there's no surrender, stand on yeah. your own. It's a great song, too. It's so good, it almost confuses me that it's from that movie. Yeah, yeah, because the songs, if you, so I'm really, I listen to most of these songs on my headphones now. If you listen to like the drums yeah. and the, it's, they're really good songs. They're yeah. not overproduced. Right. Um, garbage. Nope. They're not. They're really good songs. Hopefully these are songs that we uh, will add to our little mini concert that we'll do later on uh, this year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll uh, uh, no Retreat, No Surrender. So 1986. Good. A masterpiece. That's great. So. That all leads up to your number one, my number one. Okay, I'm very excited. Better, 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 better. Is 1985 Vision Quest. Oh, shit. Vision Quest. Um, what? So it's, it, I'll give you the quick summary or whatever. But Vision Quest is, is a movie that stars Matthew Modine as a wrestler named Loudon Swain, who is. Um, That's an interesting name. Very interesting name. Who basically turns 18 and he's like, man, I, I'm feeling like life's passing me by, which is so funny. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not doing what I want to do. And um, and, he, and he is like a he is a champion level varsity wrestler. 
Yeah. But he decides that he wants to go after the, the fucking the fucking king. But the challenge is that the king it does not wrestle in his weight class. The king wrestles twenty pounds lighter than he currently weighs. So he goes on what his what his friend um, and his friend uh, I'm spacing on the name of the actor uh, his friend who plays uh, Jake in Sixteen Candles Michael Shuffling Shuffling yes Michael Shuffling Kutch says you know you're you you know and he's and it's it's kind, you know that he's got some Native American her- heritage in him and and he says you know uh, I uh, I think you're on a vision quest man you're going after it so wrestling main part of it and then. Linda Fiorentino, Fiorentino is an older woman. It's beautiful. Who uh, he gets a little romantically involved in because she's staying in his house. And his dad is played by Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Who I love. And his coach is Charles Hallahan, who is yep. Norris in The Thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> and and Forrest Whitaker's in it. So, great movie. Daph- Daphne, Daphne Zuniga from yep. Spaceballs is in it. And Gross Anatomy with... Gross Anatomy. Uh, Matthew she, Modine. Matthew Modine. So, as a high school athlete... Um, you know, I, I play basketball, but I, I ran, I ran cross country. I ran track. Whenever I was training, I would always go to this soundtrack. Really? Yes. Okay. Only the Young by Journey. One of the one of the just premier in my mind, just premier like inspirational anthems. It opens this movie. Um, Can you sing a, a little bit of it? <clears throat> Only the young can say they're free to fly away, sharing the same desire, burning like wildfire. Um, <laughs> awesome. Did you know Scandal recorded a version of that? Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, Scandal, <clears throat> when I go to the gym, that's I usually go to that one for some reason. That's the default. Um, Scandal, who's most well-known for The Warrior, they have a cover. And speaking of covers, they do it justice. It's a good cover. I it's bet not, it is. you know, you don't hear it. Yeah, but you're like, it's fucking, you know, what are you going to do against Steve Perry? But again, it's a um, female vocal, vocalist versus a male vocalist, which it is, but she, changes yeah, it up. It's really cool. Uh, it's really cool, guys. I mean, you should check it out. <laughs> um, you know, track two, John Waite, Change, also oh, yeah. great. John Waite, of course, uh, most well-known for uh, Missing You. I ain't missing you at all. But he was in a band called Bad Religion that had actually had really cool... Bad English. Bad English, sorry. Bad English. Yes. Yeah, not Bad Religion, yes. sorry. Bad English. Yes. Great um, kind of mashup of selective artists. <clears throat> yep. Um, Lunatic Fringe, oh. Shout to the Top by the Style Council. Lunatic Fringe is a, an amazing song. That's it is. what I remembered from the song. It is. It starts a little... A little... Lunatic friends. It's like a slow build. Out on the horizon. And in the movie, it's played right before he's going for that championship wrestling yeah. match. You know, he's just doing a little jump. He just starts jumping rope to warm up, jumping rope to warm up. He's It's lit so awesomely. It's in the dark. And then it's like, boom, it's go time. It goes out, explodes into the yeah, gym. Dude. Everyone's like, yeah, welcome to the championship match. Um, it's great. It, that's like a, like a get you in the headspace, Lunatic yeah. Fringe. It is. Uh, for a while, I was like, what the fuck is a Lunatic Fringe? You know, and it's like... I don't think I've ever really gotten the answer. I don't think it really makes sense. No. It's like, I know you're out there. It's like just like chasing something. It's like that, that maybe like beast mode or, you know, we can certainly interpret it. I welcome anyone's thoughts on Lunatic French. Please Please. interact with us. (laughs) God damn it. We're so lonely. Please interact with us. Um, 
I'll Fall in Love yeah. Again, which is a great Sammy some Hagar Sam, song. Some Sammy Hagar, you know. I don't, you know, the, the kind of thing, I don't love the Sammy Hagar, like, on on, on any of these sounds. I'm never like, You're not a big fan. He's got a very uh, a I, I'm a fan. Sound. I just, it's just like, I don't, I, it's never like the reason why I like something. Like, Sammy okay. Hagar's on the two. Great. You know, it's like, okay, he's there. But I'm never, you know. Understood. Uh, maybe uh, he's uh, been in, he's done a lot of soundtracks as well. I could be like, yeah, heavy yeah, metal, yeah. fast yeah. time to Ridgemont yeah. High, Vision Quest, Over the Top. No, he's it's it's a great point. It's like Kenny Loggins, Sammy Hagar. They're kind of always around. It's a really good point. Yeah, I wonder if they've ever toured together. Um, and of course, I mean, of course, uh, Madonna, uh, Crazy for You was that was the one that they really promoted. But yeah. it's a ballad. But it's a lovely song. It came out soon after uh, at close range, which was their other big yep. ballad song. Yep. Which is my it, it, that is actually one of my favorite soundtrack songs of all time. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite Madonna song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that song and Don Henley's on there. The Style Council, Berlin. It's got a great. I still have it on cassette. If you want to borrow it. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing to play it on. But. Order Flash, Foreigner. Yeah. Hot-blooded, don't like. No. Uh, not a fan of that. I'm not a fan and of Horner um, And then Don Henley has a random song on this, which is like, she's on the Zooms. It's just like, yeah. I'm like, what? Why is this here? So I, I always fast forward through that and hot-blooded. But everything else was great. And, um, oh, you said one of my top five soundtrack songs. And I feel like that's such a broad, you know, you were like, the, 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 the song that she did from At Close Range Live to tell. Live to tell. Yeah. I ran away. Yeah. Um, I but, say that. Yeah. But but I just feel like that's very that's a very broad thing to say as far as just like. I would say the reason I said that is because that song is would be one of my favorite soundtrack songs of all time. But yeah. in in songs in general, it's not one of my favorite okay. songs. So, okay. Yeah, because I feel like maybe uh, Against All Odds would also be... Oh, yeah, you know, totally. Yeah. But that's a great song, too. Yeah. I listen to that song anyway, but it, like when I think of that in the movie and the soundtrack, I'm like, yes. Yeah, because the two go yes. together. Yes. It is a yes. soundtrack. At yes. Close Range, that song is throughout the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Like synth versions of it, just like Invincible for Billie Jean. On one of our other podcast episodes, if you haven't listened to Legend yep. of Billie Jean, please yep. do, because it's really good. Yep. Um, but dude, yeah, Vision Quest, like you're getting, you're making me want to see the movie again. Oh, it's, it's just, I'll watch it with you too, because it's been, it's been some time. Yes, but you like, will. You will watch it. But that it. to me, like defines like a period in my life, like just like competing, getting inspired, uh, feeling the goodness of the world, you know, all those, all those things. So yeah, man. And James Back. Gammon was in it, who... For those people that don't know who James Gammon is, he was the coach in Major League, another sports movie. And he's got this kind of gravel voice yeah. about him. He's really good. Yep. And he yep. kind of sounds like Eeyore. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, it's such a that's great cast, dude. Really good movie. Harold Becker directed it. Yep. And Harold Becker um, did a lot of like mid the 90s thrillers. Sea of Love, which 89, Mercury Rising, Malice, like fun yep. film. And then Vision Quest is not lumped into that. But uh, yeah, definitely Vision Quest is one to be watched again. I to- sure. Totally. And and Major League could also be up there. I really enjoy that. 
soundtrack wise soundtrack? it's like what wild thing like i'm never gonna play that yeah for it, fun. i like, did that i was like yeah. oh what about wildcats the goldie hawn football movie yeah no nah, but the soundtrack is not very good no uh a lot, a it's of, got like yeah. a hip-hop like a rap song on it that she football you know and then no, um no it's kind of stupid just even hearing you say that i'm like nope, <laughs> no no necessary that. roughness no. you know right. uh which but, is 90s but which but is, also, but there's no songs that to me are early standing, 90s standing out. Yeah, yeah. no songs yeah. stand out. And I was going to shout out your dad, Jeff, by the way. Oh, very kind. Because um, he had brought up, and this definitely links into our show. Uh, he's like, when are you guys going to talk about Caddyshack? And Caddyshack is a sports movie. Caddyshack does have one of the best soundtracks of all time. Kenny Loggins. Yes. <laughs> it's like almost exhausting, right? Yeah. I'm alright. Nobody. Like a lot. Yeah, I'm alright. Is great. I'm alright. Yeah, it's just like overall. Yeah, no, Caddyshack. It's certainly be mentioned. So Jeff, like, trust us. We will maybe talk about that movie down the road. Bill Murray. But have to mention Caddyshack because your dad was like, "Oh, I love Bill Murray." And when are you going to talk about you know? But yeah, Caddyshack for sure. And so Vision Quest. Yeah. Anything more you want to add to that? Nope, we are hitting the time. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll wrap it up with my number one. Yes, which dude. I, it's my number one martial arts movie of all time, and it connects with uh, a little bit of info as well. But mm-hmm. the 1989 masterpiece, best of the best, and it, you know we've played the trailer on other episodes, but we might just give a uh, the opening to the, the 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 main song to the movie. You know, be the best of the best. Now, Whoa. Best of the best, right? So top sports movies, top top martial arts movie. Where does it rank in your top top movies? It's in my top five. Okay, but it's not not top three? Um, no. Okay. My 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 number my top my top five are uh in, in order. Number one, Warriors, number two, Re- Real Genius, number three, Boogie Knights, number four, best of the best. Okay. And then, you know, number five sometimes teeters back and forth best of the best i still cry every time i watch it and i haven't watched it in a little while and yeah. you and i are going to watch it together yeah, we must. Uh, but the movie opens with tales of power tales of power all around you and it and it starts off with eric roberts looking so badass with his long hair and he's working <laughs> he's working in a car factory in oregon and uh, and i i love the opening when he sees his buddy stanley he's like stanley i don't know something about that opening always gets me but uh yeah tales of power by jim capaldi which jim capaldi is from the band traffic he's a bass player and i always wondered about this because he does not really sound like that and i'm like is this jim capaldi or is it did he he wrote the song carlos santana co-wrote tales of power it has that early that mid-80s carlos santana sound to it uh, because carlos santana had a song called I'm winning, I'm winning. Right? They're synthesizing. It's so funny. That song is like probably my favorite Santana song. Yeah, and it's a great song. But it's but but it's great to you and I. You know what I yes. mean? Like, but that's it's so specific. Now, Most people, are, people like, are like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, come a Black yeah, Magic Woman, right, which is a cover. Yeah. And I don't like both, either of those songs, but I heard winning and I was like, what is this? Yeah. I'm winning again. I don't intend on losing again. It's like, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, the fact that he wrote Tales of Power, which is a great song. Radar Love, yeah, it, it's it's a it it's not that great. Um 
It's got some kind of cheesy songs, just like all the movies we've talked about. Yeah. But then it's got a great ballad, again, written by Jim Capaldi, um, Something So Strong. And Something So Strong is played when they are training. And it, it, that's the song I use when I'm like, I got to put yeah. five more pounds yeah. on that bench press and I'm going to do this like, Something So Strong, yeah. driving me on, never yeah. tire. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's the song that gets me going. And then, of course, Best of the Best. I actually, it's not my favorite song on the soundtrack. Tales of Power and Something So Strong are above that. Yeah. But the movie, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to say it again, like I did on the martial art episode. It's it's not your typical martial art uh, sports movie. It doesn't have the ending you would expect. It's got a lot of heart to it, yep. especially for a low budget film. Um, Eric Roberts, I think, is vastly underrated as far as... Um, quality caliber acting is concerned like because he's done so many movies yep, yep. <laughs> this this one to me stands out and james earl jones uh, philip ree uh simon ree who's his brother there's a surprising twist chris penn uh who was in another great sports movie called all the right moves yeah which has some fun songs on it as, as well but yeah, yeah. yeah my number one uh best of the best movie soundtrack of all the times well done. Next week, we have Vince DiCola, composer of Rocky IV, um, also featuring featured in Staying Alive and Transformers, the movie, as we mentioned. I think we mentioned. <laughs> we um, but yeah, he's he's got some great stinking stories, man. They're really good. Yeah, that, that's not... We, we always go into interviews thinking it's going to go one way and it ends up going another oh. way, surprisingly, in an, and in a good way. Yeah. Um, he arguably one of our best interviews yeah i i, I would i would argue ah, no. in the favor of it no it's really good <laughs> anyway yeah we hope you enjoyed this trip down sports soundtrack anthem lane and again check out the blood brothers mix on soundcloud it's free yep. you can download it uh dja is has become a friend of ours on the two dollar late fee podcast and um it's free for everybody except you know zach gets money whenever we mention it so <laughs> yeah. um I get not really not really 99 cents yeah. no i wish um but yeah like give us feedback if if you've got what's your top five favorite yeah. uh let us know please on go to our website and you can hear that in the outro <laughs> engage um yeah. but uh winning thanks winning is everything do you want to book bookend with some vince nicola soundtrack because you use Oh, yeah. You played us in. Oh, my God. I mean. Yeah. Awesome. We'll see you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really...
Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.